And you know, it's Friday night. We might as well have a good time tonight, everybody. We got some folks who are in the bar. We got some folks who are in the club. We got some folks who are up late doing whatever, but we are in the house of the Lord. Come on, I'm a little bit excited about Jesus tonight. Somebody open your mouth and tell the Lord, thank you, Jesus. Amen. We might be six feet apart, but we're not six feet under. Amen, somebody. Amen. I want to give honor to the Lord Jesus Christ who brought me here with my children because I almost didn't make it. Amen. Man, kids are driving me crazy sometimes. Sit down. 20 minutes later, after 100 times, sit down again. Amen. I want to thank God and give honor to uh, Bishop Hansen, our superintendent, Sister Hansen, who are not here tonight. We give honor to this great pastor of this house, Pastor Tryon and uh, Pastor Dibble and all the, the board and, and everybody who's here, all the ministers, the senior ministers, and uh, everybody who came in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give honor to my wife, <coughs> who, you know, I, I had a part in the kids, you know, I just didn't do it by herself. I just thought I'd just mention that. Amen. And uh, I'm standing up for all the husbands, all the men should say amen, amen. Everybody's quiet looking at their wife like this, like, you know. It's all right. We, we could say amen. Amen. I believe that I have a word from the Lord for you today. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit strange because I'm, I'm just, I mean, I don't know what I'll do, uh, what the Holy Ghost allowed me to do today. But um, I have a word for you today um, and tonight. And I, I want to share with you Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Matthew 6, verse 5 through 10. Amen. Amen. With everything going on the, in the world, we're so glad to have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Anybody glad to have the Holy Ghost? Everybody who has it to say amen. amen. All right. All right. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. We got some of those folks in our inner circle. We got some hypocrites. Amen. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee, somebody say openly, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore pray, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Somebody say in earth as it is in heaven heaven. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 in the New Living Translation says that's the King James and the New Living says never stop praying. Amen. Never stop praying and with the help of the Lord I'm going to preach. I, I put a title up there tonight and um The calling of an interfacer. You probably thought I meant to say intercessor. But no, I mean interfacer. 
Amen. Let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We praise you, God. You are great. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are strong. You are the greatest thing that has ever happened to us. Lord, tonight we need to hear from you. Lives will be changed tonight. Minds will be changed tonight. Somebody's going to another level tonight. Somebody's going to a deeper depth tonight in you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We need you in this hour, in this time. God, the level we were at is not enough, Lord. We need more. We need more, Jesus. And we present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you tonight. We ask that you do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do, Jesus. Somebody say that with me. Jesus, do whatever you want to do tonight. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. You may be seated. It was minutes after 4 a.m. on Thursday morning that I woke up tossing and turning, unable to sleep. I did the only thing that I knew would put me back to sleep fast, and I started reading my Bible. You know, sometimes you just you read your Bible and you doze off a little bit, you know. As I, re- I read my Bible, I heard a word clear in my mind, and it said interface. The term interface can refer to either a hardware connection or a user-oriented connection. It can also be used as a verb describing how, to, how two devices connect to each other. A hardware interface is used to connect two or more electronic devices together. For example, a printer typically connects to a computer via a USB interface. Therefore, the USB port on the computer is considered the hardware interface. Now, I'm not a computer guy. I had to look this up. You know, I had to see what was going on. As a verb, to interface means to communicate with another person or an object. I have been in healthcare, uh, finance world for a number of years and, and made note of what has been occurring in the last few years in the organization that I work for. And there, what my organization is doing right now is they are purchasing other organizations that are struggling. And there would be a hospital on the brink of financial ruin and the healthcare system would come in and purchase that borderline bankrupt hospital when no one else wants to take the risk. And the problem is not that the hospital can't make money because they're seeing sick patients. It's that they were managed poorly and the current system they had did not maximize its financial potential. Another issue is that the system the failed hospital is utilizing needs to communicate with the thriving hospital. The computer system of the, of the hospital that's bankrupt is now owned by the new hospital and they have the latest and greatest and the old hospital has the old way of doing things. And so therefore we'd call the IT people and we'd implement what's called an interface so that one world can speak to another, so that one uh, uh, government, as it were, 
can speak to another so that there can be a, a, a communication, a link, some sort of, of, of transferring of data from one place to another. Everybody with me? And with, without the ability to interface, the two systems cannot communicate and precious resources are wasted. Uh, without the ability to interface, revenue is marginalized. Without the ability to interface, necessary change is stifled. Without the ability to, to interface information that could change the trajectory of an entire organization would be at a standstill. And I want you to understand tonight that it's always been the plan of God for the, the kingdom of heaven to bear its influence on this world. It's always been the plan of God for the kingdom to bear its influence on this world. It started out well in the beginning and man thrive being given dominion over the earth. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees and the garden. And somewhere along the line, we got some bad advice and forfeited our stake on the earth. Man had dominion on this earth. Man had uh, ownership, as it were, of this earth. And we got some bad uh, uh, advice and we forfeited what God has given us. Sin created a deficit that we could not pay. It resulted in spiritual bankruptcy. We had everything that we needed. We had everything in the garden, and only thing that God said was don't touch that. And we couldn't live with that. And we, we and sin created a deficit that we, we went bankrupt. It resulted in a spiritual bankruptcy. And there was an unprecedented acquisition by hell. And Satan became the God of this world. But God had a plan. Come on, tell somebody. God had a plan. In the beginning was the plan. And the plan was with God. And the plan was God. And the plan was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. The God of glory stepped into a body and sacrificed the most precious substance on earth. It was the blood of Jesus. There's nothing like the blood of Jesus. I wish I had somebody who was in, who, who was who wants to worship on a Friday night. I wish I had somebody who's glad that the blood of Jesus came from the side. Uncontaminated, sinless blood to buy back fallen humanity. That was me. I was lost. I was dr uh, drunk. I was a, 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 a harlot. I was everything that you could think of. And Paul said, and such were some of you. But I'm so glad tonight that I'm washed. I know you see me have a suit on. I know you see me have a tie on. 
I know you see me look so cute, but I wasn't always this way. I was messed up, but thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the God that had a plan. I was a part. The devil tried to kill me. The devil tried to mess me up, but I'm so glad tonight that Jesus had a plan. Now I can walk in faith. Now I got stuff that I never had before. He's given me the Holy Ghost, and I'm so glad tonight on this Friday night that I get to party in the house of God. Come on, somebody. Is this okay? The Bible says that we are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Come on, some of you didn't have access to anything. But uh, after a while, the, when the blood came in contact with this soul, this heart used to be black as ever. This heart used to be wayward. I used to have nothing, but such was some of me. But thank God tonight. I'm a, I'm a little bit of an old school, new school mix. I, I just, this verse, this chorus came up, and some of you know it and some of you don't, but I thought it fit tonight. I feel like something's about to bust in here. I don't, whew. I feel God moving. Amen. The verse of this chorus says, just an old rejected relic on the auction block. They decided to throw me away. Anybody know this one? The auctioneer asked who will take her or him. And the room was quiet because nobody wanted me. Nobody had not anything to do with me. I was messed up. I was marked for bad. And the auctioneer said, will anybody take this, this trash, as it were? And the room was quiet. And Jesus stepped forward. And he said, I will, I will take away your pain. I will wash you white as snow. I will remove the shame. I will apply my blood to your life. I will, I will take you from A to B. I will take you from hell to heaven. I will, Jesus will, Jesus will wash you tonight. Maybe somebody's in here and you don't have the Holy Ghost. All you need is Jesus tonight. All you need is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. All you need is the blood of Jesus. Somebody scream out, thank God for the blood. Woo. My God, my God, I'm getting there. I'm going to, Pastor Tryon, how much time do I have? All right, one o'clock. Good, good. This is Friday night. We don't have a curfew, do we? No? All right, good, good. Ezekiel 22 verse 30 says, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. It was always the plan of deity to engage the world through humanity. Come on, that's why we have the Holy Ghost. It's the plan of God 
to engage this world through you. Come on, tap yourself and say, that's me, that's me. Come on, somebody. That's why I can't keep quiet. The world is celebrating their God. The world is worshiping their God, even right now. Come on, somebody. On a Sunday, you see people in front of that TV waving the flag of an NFL team. But I'd rather be the doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. I don't need the Cowboys. I don't need the Patriots. What I need is Jesus. And you were saved for this time. Preacher, it's COVID. All, this, all these things are going back. Thank you, Pastor Owens, for, for saying what you said. There's a lot of stuff happening that's bad right now. But there's a lot of good happening right now. The power of Jesus is still flowing. I should know. They took an MRI uh, on, on Tuesday. And, and they said, one doctor said I had two bulging discs in my neck. One, uh, uh, one was worse than the other, and the other one needed surgery. That was the first doctor. And, and somebody said, why don't you have your family pray for you? And, and I got my kids, and, and we prayed in Jesus' name, and I went for uh, the real doctor or the, the doctor that's supposed to read the MRI. I went yesterday, and he, sa- he came in, and he said, well, Mr. Thomas, uh, it doesn't look that bad. We're just going to send you to physical therapy. Come on. Jesus is still healing. Jesus is still a miracle worker. Jesus is still a way maker. But he's going to do some things through you that you've never believed that he'd do. Some of you have disqualified yourself to say that God can't work through me this way. Yes, he can. God can do anything because you have the power of God on the inside of you. I'm trying to preach to some of you who came in here and you walked in here doubting. And First of all, I, I was, sorry, I'm, I'm a little erratic. I, that's just me, you know. Listen, I, I, was, I was on the prayer line, and it was a couple years ago, and, and uh, you know, when you feel the Holy Ghost tug at your heart, you just got to move, right? And, and we were going through the prayer line, and, and uh, 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 I, 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 had, I had got called to, to one of my uh, 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 folks at the hospital because uh, she had an emergency, and, and there was some uh, emergency surgery, and... and and I waited there at the hospital, and, and, and she was doing the surgery, and she said, Pastor, um, you know, the doctor said that, you know, we're, we're never going to have babies again because they, they, they took out everything that, all the plumbing, you know, they took out all the plumbing. And, and you know, we got one, and we're good with that, and we're just going to leave it at that. And I said, oh, well, all right, okay. And, and, and it was two Sundays later, she got better, she came to church, and I was on the prayer line, because I called up the folks for uh, prayer, and I was walking past everybody, praying, and the Holy Ghost said, stop. And I said, okay, what are we going to do now, Jesus? Uh-huh. And he said, tell them that they're going to have a baby. And I whipped around and I said, in the name of Jesus, God's going to give you another baby in the name of Jesus. I know some of y'all are like, oh, this, come on. They, they didn't have any plumbing. <laughs> Amen. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you're going to have a baby. 
I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know where. I don't know how. Or maybe I know how, but I don't know the rest of it. Amen. Amen. You're going to have a baby in Jesus' name. And it was, it was uh, four or five or six Sundays later, she came over after a service. She said, Pastor, i got to tell you something. I said, what do you want to tell me, sis? She said, I'm pregnant. I said, bless God. Because God wants heaven to come down to earth. Come on, in, in heaven there's no sickness. In heaven there's no disease. In heaven there's no cancer. In heaven there's no diabetes. In heaven those things don't exist. And God is looking for some, an interface that will plug into one world and allow the data of the Holy Ghost to flow down to another world. You are that interface tonight. And I'm here to tell you, whether you believe it or not, if you have the Holy Ghost, God's going to do something through you. God's going to help you to win your neighborhood. God's going to help you to win your family. God's going to help you to win your sister, your brother, your mother. And people will be saved. And people will be healed. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Saith God, I think we're there right now. I will pour out of my spirit upon, upon, upon all flesh. And your sons, I feel the Holy Ghost and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Huh. You know what? Sometimes we gotta we gotta allow folks to 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 uh I wanna say this tenderly to, to flourish in their gifting. You know, Brother Stone King said, you know, let them try. All right? Come on. Sometimes we, we, we judge, you know, we, we got to judge the word. The Bible says that, you know, try the spirit, see if it be of the Lord. But if it comes from a baby and it's from God, I'm going to take it. That was extra. You got that extra. Here's what the Lord told me God is releasing visions and dreams. And insight straight from the throne of glory. God is releasing this to some of us here tonight. Some of us here tonight are having more visions and dreams than we've ever had before in our lives. Some of us are having more, more things happen in the spirit realm than we ever have. Is it okay to talk about the spirit realm right now? Okay, good. Uh, so some of the places you go and they'll be like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about because in this, listen. Uh, John said, I was in the spirit on the last days. Somebody got to be in the spirit in this last days. Come on. Right? God is about to pour out things that we've never seen, visions and dreams. And, and some of you might say, well, what do I do with this, God? What? It's not for gossip. It's not for you to run your mouth. It's not for you to boast to other preacher friends that you got uh, some kind of word from God. But it's for you to become an interface. 
God is looking for an interface. Somebody that will plug in. And he's saying, someone who will pray. Not just a little prayer. Not just, well, let's bless the food. Some of us are really good at that, you know, amen. Yeah. Meals are my favorite time of the day. But God is looking for an interface. Or, as I correctly, incorrectly said, an interfacer. Some of you went straight to Siri and said, Siri, what's an interfacer? And Siri said, I don't know. Because it's not a real word, but I thought it was appropriate. God is looking for an interfacer. Someone who will pray until they feel a release in the Holy Ghost for their community, for their jobs, for their school. Somebody who will pray until the sex trafficker lets the little girl go. Someone who will pray until that husband leaves the other woman for the last time and goes back to his own wife and kids. Somebody who will pray until the man with the revolver at his head breaks down and throws the gun in the corner of the room and receives the Holy Ghost. Somebody who will pray until the drug addict in your family puts the needle down for the last time. Somebody who will pray. Come on, somebody. Some, all of us have family that's messed up. All of us have family that need Jesus. Somebody, come on. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your daughter. Don't give up on your son. Pray, 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 pray. Become an intercessor. Become an interfacer. Come on, somebody. Your job is to bring the will of heaven down to earth. God needs interfacers. God needs people who will give up a meal for a few days. God needs people who will sacrifice the TV and sacrifice sports. I know it's going to get quiet. I know. Come on. God needs some people who will sacrifice hobbies. People's lives are at stake. God will. If you begin to pray, God will give you a vision of somebody right now who you might not even know. And our job as interfacers is to take that vision and pray until something breaks. But you know what happens, Brother and Sister Jasinski? Sometimes we give up right on the verge of a breakthrough. Prayer is not about emotion. Because half the time I don't feel like it.
Prayer is not about convenience. Prayer is not about whether I can fit it into my iPhone schedule or calendar. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is. Something's already established in one world. The rules are already set in heaven. And God just needs somebody to, to channel through. If my people which are called by my name, interfacers. He just, he went straight to the point. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. But I thought we were his people. You mean to tell me that his people have wicked ways too? You mean to tell me that the, the Lord's children have some ways about them that needs fixing? There are some habits that we have to break in order to get to the next level. Come on, church! This is the last day! We can't afford to be in limbo! We can't afford to be in space. We can't afford to be space cadets. I like to t tell my kids. We can't afford that. There's a lot of people right now who are backsliding because they have no idea where we are. But the problem is, sir, is that they're still coming to church. And as a pastor, I try my best to preach to ignite a fire but what do you expect when you watch all my children and come to church because you've doused yourself? Hey, I, can't, I can't light you on fire. You've already, you, you haven't prepared to come to the house of the Lord. I'm not criticizing. I promise you. I've been there. And such were some of you. We've, we've got to get to a place Right now, the time is short. I tell my kids when we do devotions, I said, folks, I said, kids, I don't know if you have the time that I had. Parents, when you have devotions with your kids, sit them down and tell them, Junior, the Lord is coming back. And you're old enough to make your decisions. 
And if you make the wrong ones, you'll end up in a place. I know we don't talk about hell anymore, right? You'll end up in the devil's hell where you never were meant to be. I wish we could understand. I'm, I'm, I'm closing. I know. I, I got to get back to the gym. I'm closing. It was 13 years ago. My wife and I were serving under Pastor Art Wilson as youth pastors. Had a great revival. Baptizing, you know, football players. Baptized the whole football team. And I think he baptized me. And I remember one night, Sister Brown, I was in, sleeping in my room, my wife, and the Lord gave me a, a, a vision. I was in between sleep, you know. Gave me a vision. And I heard a knock on my door, but I was asleep. And I woke up like, man, who is knocking at my door at 12 o'clock at night? But I'm in a vision. I'm functioning and operating in a vision. I went to the door. I opened the door. And there was a young man standing there. And he said, hi. Uh, it was so vivid. I, I, I could see the writing on his shirt. I, could, I knew what jeans he had on. I knew what sneakers he had on. The Lord showed me it was so vivid. And he said, hi, my name is Clifford. He said, I want to come into your dining room. <laughs> Y'all don't know me. <laughs> All right. I was like, man, if you don't, I will. <laughs> I tell you, hi, hi. No. Hmm. I told Clifford, I said, listen, I'm a man of God. I don't want to beat you senseless. I said, you got to go. I said, you've got to leave. And he kept insisting, I want to come in. I want to come in. I want to come in. And I said, you have to leave in Jesus' name. The vision ended. And something came on me, a burden came heavy on me that I, I could not go back to sleep. And so I spent the night crying out for something that I didn't, I was not even aware of. See, sometimes you don't have to understand everything that happens to cry out to God. You just got to take it to the Lord in prayer. The next day, I had to teach Bible study. Wednesday. And the Lord said, share your dream. And I said, Lord, I'm going to lose all credibility. <laughs> I won't get any more likes. He said, share your dream. I shared the dream. And I was expecting something to happen. People to jump and woohoo! Everybody kind of looked at me and was like, all right, see you later. You know, they kind of walked out. I said, well, Lord, I did what you asked me to do. But unbeknownst to me, somebody was waiting for me. And he 
brought me to the side and said, Brother Thomas, come here. Come here. I, I got to talk to you. I said, what's up? What's going on? He was, he was the, one of the deacons at the time. What's up? What's going on? How you doing? He said, what did you say the name of that young man was? I said, Clifford. What did you say he was wearing? He said, black shirt. Sneakers, you know, could have been Nikes, Reebok, you know. He said, I want to tell you something. He said, yesterday, a young man came to my door. Black shirt, blue jeans, white sneakers. He said, hi, my name is Clifford. And he said, I don't know where I'm going. I think I'm lost. And so the, the deacon who just had a baby boy, had a baby in hands, had two other children in the back. And the, the entire time he was talking with Clifford, Clifford was doing one of these. As the deacon gave him instructions to where he wanted to go. He did that about three times. On the fourth time, he did this. He said, oh. he said, it's okay, it's okay. All right, it's all right, it's all right. I'm all right, I'm good, I'm okay, I'm all right. And he, and he, he took off almost running down the road. And what the Lord revealed to me was, at that time was when we had that great economic decline, that almost depression, as it were. You remember that? 2008 or so? Pastor, what was happening was that people were ringing doorbells and asking arbitrary questions, breaking into the house, taking the, the family of that house as hostages, taking their credit cards, taking all the money they had, lock them in a closet. They would exhaust all their finances, eat, sleep, live as if they lived in that house. And then when everything was done, they would shoot them, leave them, and go on to the next house. And the Lord had me pray against this, but I didn't know what it was. And because I didn't ignore a burden, God prevented the homicide of a child of God. Come on, interfacers. What are you sitting on? You're sitting on dynamite. You're sitting on insight. Some of you need to wake up and shake yourself because the God of glory is dwelling within you. God wants you to change everything around you. If you would ever dedicate yourself to the level of prayer and fasting, the enemy would run mad. But 
Because it's not by might, nor by power. Everybody stand. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Now this altar call might not be for everybody because some people may be determined to go the way they came. But if you are determined in this time to be a cog, to be a, a conduit, to be what God has called you to be, you can come to this altar if you want. You can stay where you are if you want. But for God's sakes, I want you to lift your hands and begin to call on the God of heaven and say, God, make me. Make me. I'm tired of having the Holy Ghost and not doing anything. I feel like God is preaching the same sermons to me over and over again. Pastor, I'm tired of it. I want to be an interfacer. I want to plug up to heaven. I want heaven to flow through me. I want an angelic visitation. I wish somebody would intercede in the Holy Ghost right now. God, make me the man I was supposed to be. Make me the woman I was supposed to be, Jesus. If I'm asleep, wake me up. Bring some things into my life that would cause me to fall on my knees if that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes a little trouble. Maybe that's why you're in the situation that you're in right now. And they're saying, God, change it. And God is saying, I'm just trying to change you. I'm trying to change you. I'm trying to bring you to the next level.